are dispensers of pets. Goking out at the cons, renaissance vests. Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. <laughs> Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary. And add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboys, ipso facto medio podcasto, it's the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here's your host, his most exalted grand wizard, Derek McCall. That's not maybe the leader of the KKK. I like the fact that Lon actually got in costume for that. If only people could see. He He flipped the hoodie up. It's sort of like Silent Bob gets one hit too many. Anyway, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. My head was just cold. I'm Michael Goodson, and I'm interrupting. Hey, fantastic. Also across from me are... I'm Rick Brett Snyder. I'm talking. I am Lon Lopez, and I am a Gregorian monk. Please drop that now. Oh, okay. <laughs> thanks. Uh, I don't want to wait half an hour and then just go stop. Please knock yeah, it off. That's good. I'm glad. Cut to the chase. Really, yeah. I didn't do a sound check at that voice. <laughs> Michael Goodson, you have heard my feelings. You have. Done. I'm sorry, Ghost of Christmas Past. <laughs> oh, please don't no, show me my childhood ghost. again. Okay. Whatever. All right. Hey. All right. So, anyway, we are here with the podcast after uh, the night before Thanksgiving, so we have a lot to be thankful for, that we're back. Uh, after taking a week off, Rick went traveling. I went to, to Dallas. A, I am back from Dallas. Gaming I'm, convention of some yes, sort? it was uh, Board Game Geek Con. They're just, I'm not calling it a geek con. www.boardgamegeek.com. Oh, my God. He really was at a board game geek con. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. That's a, yeah, there we go. So, And then uh, you know, somebody else at the table had a birthday, and he had to skip. So uh, what are you now, 50? I did have a birthday. It's true. It's true. Happy I'm a, birthday. I'm a, no, we can't sing that. We can't sing that. We no, that's right. We can't. Plucky young gentleman of happy, 34 happy years. Birthday. 34. Oh, okay. 34. I actually paid you a year younger last year. Uh, last week when I sent you a greeting. You're so. kind and generous, sir. I, I am. I am. And uh, Lon was just... Uh, I've been gone for three weeks, so for all my fans right. out there, it's good to be back, you've, everybody. You've been working very hard on your documentary. Yes, you thanks for all your cards and letters, especially uh, Little, little Joy from Petaluma. Penicillin included it right uh, up, huh? What, huh? No. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It's all. I'm all healthy now. Well, the important thing is we are back. We are ready to eat some turkey, but not tonight. Instead, we are podcasting from, well, maybe tonight we will. I don't know. From Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real Suite 105 in Santa Clara, California. The only place I buy my comics. Thank you, Lon. The mm-hmm. comic book shop formerly known as That's Andy bad. Comics. <laughs> Never known as that. Uh, <laughs> formerly known as Fanboy Planet. Planet. If you might recall that, 
Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but it's okay. We were never actually financially involved, so that's thank heavens. Anyway, uh, so we've got a we've got a fairly about a good stuff. We got some comics tonight. We've got uh, talk about some movie issues, uh, movies that have come out as well in the last week that uh, interest, I have interest movie to us. issues. You had, you do. Uh, we got some television stuff to talk about and big wrestling news tonight. However, we're not going to pander to Andrew Preston. We're going to be pandering to Rob Cordway who wrote in and said, please pander to me after the uh, naming of an episode after Andrew Preston. So, Rob Cordway, tonight is for you. And, in fact, tonight's opening topic is absolutely in honor of Rob Cordway's question. Rob Cordway, this is your podcast. And we apologize to those people whose speakers we just destroyed. Yeah, that's all right. It happens. World War Hulk. Did it make sense? Uh, Rob's question actually was that in the wake of World War Hulk, there are so many comics, uh, so many events in the Marvel Universe happening that uh, don't make any reference to the almost utter destruction of New York City whatsoever. Again. And so, you know, Rob, as a relative, I'd say, neophyte to comics reading, is like... He's not really a neophyte. He's more of a newcomer. I don't know what neophyte means. He likes Newcomer. Oh! Oh, okay, I guess you were right then. Never mind, go ahead. <sighs> Help me. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, uh, so he's bothered by that, and should and should uh, we be taking these kind of huge crossover events seriously? Uh, should they have repercussions in the rest of the Marvel Universe if they don't carry the actual banner across the top that says, Hey, tie-in to World War Hulk. Or tie-in to current continuity. continuity. <laughs> yeah. This makes no bloody sense whatsoever. Uh, you know, so I know. Okay, let me ask you this question. Okay. Is there actual continuity in the Marvel Universe anymore? Occasionally. Negative. There, well, let me ask you this. Is there one book that we can go to to realize where the current continuity of Marvel Universe lies? Because before it used to be like maybe Fantastic Four or Avengers or... I don't think there ever has been one book. I mean, Marvel kind of invented continuity with the comics with having people from one comic show up in another or do another episode. But there was always... doing that for a long time as well. Not really. Not the same way. I mean... But, I mean, there's really nowhere to go anymore to figure out what the status quo in the Marvel Universe is, is there? Well, many of the books do... Do uh, refer back. I mean, the Fantastic Four has suffered the repercussions of Civil War, yes. with Reed and Sue going off to Titan to oh, rekindle right. their love after Reed accidentally killed one of their friends. And then there's one more day, which uh, oh no, that's uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Huh? Is the second issue of that come out yet? No. Oh, thanks. Really Joe, though, but about six weeks. Don't we look at the Marvel universe from so many different characters' perspectives that? How could one title really tell you what's going on? Right, and I I think that's in one way that's... It would be 52. It would be be Frontline. It was. Uh, Frontline Yeah, wouldn't the Daily Bugle be kind of like a... That was kind of what Frontline was. Hmm. Sort of, but it was still telling like a little person's viewpoint of it. And then I don't... A little per... Like a midget's viewpoint of it? Like a human's... Oh, okay. I mean an average person is affected. Uh, Yeah, I kind of feel I would go along with Michael here, is that if you want to enjoy Hulk... And all the things that are happening with Hulk, that's it. I mean, you just have to read that and don't be bothered, you know, because obviously, well, he was off planet for Civil War. In the meantime, I mean, there's a huge cosmic thing going on with Annihilation in which it's just been revealed that Ultron, who is currently a villain going on in Mighty Avengers, that Ultron is behind all of Annihilation Conquest. What a jerk. Ultron. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, very powerful hero click to have, though. Mm. Uh, But, uh, (laughs) but... You know, whipped, him with, whipped you a few times with him. Yeah, I know, and then my son broke mine. Um, so anyway, that 
it's like there's this whole other event going on in which the entire rest of the Marvel Universe literally is under threat of destruction while they've been piddling with this World War Hulk, which, uh, not to give away, I, I will not give away the ending, but I was very satisfied by the ending but because Greg Pak, to be as a good writer, when he's left to his own device and be able to tell his story, that story ends very well. Okay. Uh, and very logically, like how Planet Hulk ended in a way in which I felt like, well, if this is the last Hulk story you ever read, this is a logical conclusion. I'm pleased by that. I'm satisfied. But wasn't the whole issue, and I won't try to spoil anything, but the whole issue is just like 20-something pages of just guys flying through buildings? Ten pages. Okay. Ten pages of that. The Sentry and the Hulk throw down. But, that's right. no but wasn't that the whole World War Hulk? Like, the first one was... Hulk knocking some people through buildings, and number two was him knocking Iron it's Man through buildings. It's what Hulk does. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I'm no, sorry. It's why Hulk, the movie sucked. Hulk smashed because he didn't do it. Right. <laughs> right. But, but I mean, he didn't throw enough guys through buildings. <laughs> Did we really oh, need a mini-series of that? Couldn't he just done it in one giant happened. They had the whole Amadeus Cho thing where he, Amadeus oh, yeah, was he was explaining about Hulk important. doesn't kill. That was a great It was an interesting issue. redefinition of, of the character and the way he sees things and produces right. things. Although I think, to be fair to Lon's point, that was, wasn't that actually happening in the Incredible Hulk? Was Not it? World War Hulk. Hulk. World War Hulk was a separate. Oh, moated! They yeah. all blend together. For but they both books, except written, for Gamma Corps. Both, both books are written by Greg Pak. Yeah. And uh, there's definitely a change in the Hulk status quo. Uh, I can't say any more because Rick hasn't read it yet. But I'm saving the last well, can't three we, to read tonight. No. Can't we preview the books that have already been previewed or no? Uh, no, because I don't think he's seen that. <sighs> I'm sorry. Oh, you're I'll supposed to be away. informed, Rick. This is a rare case of of of, of lawns actually caught up. You know, and I'm on, not. On I know this is this is. A little I'll tell scary. you what. I'm going to go to the other side. No, because you have to edit this anyway. So we'll save it for next week. No, I can go home tonight and read it and then edit it. Okay, go ahead. Do okay. that then. Walk away. Okay. It's like time travel. Michael hasn't read the Michael hasn't read the Here we are, face to face, just the two of us. So, uh, yeah, Derek. Um, yes, Lon. Yeah, I, I, you know, the the ending of World War Hulk... Now you have to say something of really great import. You've driven the others away. Well, let's talk about how basically all it was was a throwdown between the Hulk and the Sentry. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I forgot what happened. He well, basically beats the crap out of the Hulk and then... And the Sentry... <clears throat> is it he absorbed all his radiation, essentially? <laughs> the Sentry unleashes his powers to a degree that he had never... A thousand exploding uh, suns. Power of a Thousand Exploding Suns, uh, which if you'd followed the Sentry's arc all along, which you may not have, uh, that's the one thing he's always been afraid to do. And so it was it was pushing the Sentry to limits that he himself... So he took him to the limit. Yes, he breaking one the limits more time. that he had set upon himself. Ah. The other thing is that historically, one of the reasons they brought the Sentry out... Did you ever read the original Sentry miniseries? Yeah, because he was the Void or something. He, he didn't want to use his powers because he brought out the Void or something uh, like that. Yeah, but that's not the original miniseries. The, original, the Paul Jenkins one? Uh, where they established that uh, he had a very calming effect on the Hulk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, They were like best friends. Right, and the Hulk was like, like his child, kid's sidekick almost. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I mean, out of that, even though, yes, that ends up being there, there are two... Well, there's certainly one major repercussion, we'll see how long that actually lasts, of uh, Rick Jones getting killed. Did he officially die on the screen, or he just I got felt, stabbed? I thought that's what Mech was doing. And the interesting thing is, now you go back, and what I like about that is to go back and read Planet Hulk, and it's all there. 
the seeds are oh, being yeah, planted they... by Mick being that betrayer, and it's really, I thought, very, very well done. But again, because Greg Pak has been let, you know, has left alone to tell this story, I mean, I think Marvel kind of dictated Joe Quesada, dictated an arc, essentially, but but Pack laid the seed so beautifully. But didn't you feel that was kind of a, a quick cop-out at the end, like to go, hee-hee-hee, I'm revealed as the villain? No, no, because he's been... He, he's been Im- Portrayed that way for several issues, uh, okay. and and there and if did you if you read Planet Hulk, there's a couple of places where that where something happens there. I knew from reading Planet Hulk that the the Earth heroes were not responsible for the death. I know that some it was clear that something had gone wrong on the ship, mm. and that it was triggered by either the Brood Queen or or Mick. Mm. So to have that revelation that not only I thought well maybe it was an accident. No, to have the revelation that he had purposely done it and destroyed all his people as well. What was just left to him. bring out the warrior king or whatever? To ne- never stop, never stop making them pay. Mm. Uh, was so an interesting theme, and that and that the Hulk going along with what Amadeus Cho was setting up of he doesn't kill the Hulk, deciding that the only logic because it was the Hulk, not Bruce Banner, the Hulk who chose to take himself out of the equation, mm. or someone would die. Mm. And he had caused all the destruction, and that's his expiation. And I thought that was a really great choice. So, in a sense, he kind of did a Steve Rogers at the end of Civil War. Yeah, but with actual meaning. Surrendered with actual meaning to it. You know, I didn't. I didn't agree with Steve Rogers' decision. I didn't either. I thought that was lame. You know, so uh, that was a year ago. Mm. I think you're okay, Michael. Uh, But then also too, though, um, what what the interesting tease at the end of this book was that two books. Well, that. Uh, well, three books really are spinning out. Mm-hmm. There is no more Incredible Hulk. It is it's no- now called what? The Incredible Herc. Herc. Isn't that <laughs> Advent- funny? Adventures of Hercules and Amadeus Cho, which gets set up in this it week's Incredible Hulk. Sounds like a sitcom. Hulk. I can't wait to read that. It's pretty, it's pretty entertaining. It's pretty entertaining. And then the, and then the Sun. Yes. And then the Red Hulk, which is just called Hulk. So uh, things that are good. Oh, Rick's got himself uh, another uh, tomorrow. Daddy, put Very the beer good. down. And And we're we're back. back. Okay, so we've talked about uh, World War Hulk there. Let's uh, go. One other thing that sort of spun out of Civil War. I'm kind of spun out now, man. Was Captain Marvel. And you, and you, Rick. Now that you're back and your mouth is full of tamale, I'm going to make you talk. How's Rick. your food doing? Uh, you had a, a few yes. weeks, a few weeks ago been intrigued by the Captain Marvel series. Yeah, it actually sounded like it was going to be a good story. And now that you've read the first issue, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm hoping that someday it'll be a good story. Okay, someday. Uh, yeah, I'll read the first issue. Uh, I learned a little bit, bit about the Louvre. I learned that I Tony too. Stark is now using uh, telepaths for phone conferencing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was um, intriguing. Uh, I got to see Captain Marvel, Marvel Universe basically come in and take out a robot, and uh, that was about it. Yeah, you know, I think, though, stop me if I'm wrong, is that I feel probably the most impact Captain Marvel ever really had as a character, as a fan favorite character, whatever, was in the death of Captain Marvel. Dying was the best thing he could have done for his oh, career. I don't think so. I mean, he was he was more cosmic. He didn't spend a lot of time on Earth, a lot of the interesting stories. He was off uh, with uh, right. okay. the Titans and okay. Thanos. Not the Teen Titans, but uh, yeah, right. the people on, on Titan. Right. Uh, Mentor and... Uh, yeah, who else? Yeah, so, and the Cosmic Cube, and yeah, he was. Fun yeah, and I didn't really that. follow all that stuff. And yeah. I, but didn't I thought, he have a rock band too that he played with in between commercials and stuff? 
No, no. Oh, okay. That was Archie. Sorry. I think we I think we've gone over that joke before. That was too. Captain Caveman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Teen Angels. Yeah, there it is. Uh, but. Uh, I, the, the the interesting thing that I'd never really seen him as before, and maybe this was a, kind of a forced issue, is that he's almost like Superman in the people's reverence for him and in his motivation, saying he'd failed to defend one planet or well, yeah, betrayed one planet to save this one. And I never saw him in that role. As the, it's funny that Joe Blow on the street knows that because it really wasn't ever like a reason for it to be published or distributed is that he had done that. I mean, he, he was kind of like... He was like an alien spy in the original series, and then mm-hmm. he was uh, switching in and out of the twi- uh, the uh, twilight the negative zone. zone. The negative zone with Rick, Rick Jones, and then Rick Jones and Captain Marvel got involved in the Skull Cree War, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know they had had a series that was done by Starlin, and mm-hmm. then that was it. So I mean, I don't know why this this book apparently is going to do something with this religious cult springing up around him, mm-hmm. uh, which the that Hollins, was awfully convenient. Yeah. Where did that come from? Well, but you know, and that is it felt like warmed over Superman storylines because that was something that DC did with Superman in the 80s and 90s, especially in the wake of the death of Superman. Actually, in uh, 52, they had that. Mm-hmm. They had a cult of Connor oh, that yeah. was, you know, a Kryptonian cult about re- revival. So, I mean, worshiping these characters, it's an old idea. It'll be interesting to see if they do anything new with it, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had originally explained that the series was going to be about him dealing with his pending mortality. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting thing to do because everyone has a pending mortality. It's just his is that much more pending, and he's very and it's strong. already happened, right? And and he's got the second chance. And if he dies now, he totally disrupts the time space continuum. Well, that's the Oops. theory. Well, the Don't other thing is though, that. aren't aren't the cancer treatments a lot better now in this day and yeah, age? He's got the black death that the Cree uh, couldn't couldn't uh, cure either. But it was cancer. I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. It was saying, you know, exactly, Lon, that's the, it was a super space cancer that no one could. But I'm just saying, and now all that time, they're. So, you know, it's the first issue in the series. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe I, Lee, Arts, Lee Weeks is an interesting artist to me. Very look like J.R.J.R. Uh, no, Lee, it's Lee Weeks. It's okay. not It's not John Romita Jr. It's, um, he's a little smoother than J.R.J.R. Okay. You'll see. I So, I, you know, it's an artist I kind of like. As it's, it's not quite dynamic. There's something real, yeah. you know, and uh, almost Alex like Alex Toth to me, and I really like that. So yeah, it's yeah. an art style I like, but I wasn't all that impressed with the first issue either. No. Um, but uh, we go back to a book that uh, Michael uh, issued weeks ago, but actually this week. And in fact, to Rob Corderway had a little confusion related to this earlier. With Countdown to Final Crisis, tell me about this. Uh, well, he had brought up the what's this 19 on the cover. The planet? Yeah. Yes. The foolish, the, the great DC ploy of, of saying, hey, you want to tune in? You want to buy this week's issue because it's got Earth-19 in it. Ooh. Ooh. I'm a big Earth-19 Earth Which, they, which you know, they created one Earth, the one with General Zod as Superman, where the sidekicks all ascended and become the superheroes. Uh, and uh, Who won World War II in Earth-19, Derek? Uh, I believe Finland. Those bastards. Yes, so... Um, I, for one, welcome our Finnish overlords. <laughs> but, uh, yes, you've seen... Eh, you like the vodka. Uh, isn't that Catel 1? Anyway. Uh, Kegel 1? Catel. Oh. They created that Earth... Kettle. Basically... I'm Kegel 1-ing right now. For, they, they created that Earth they specifically that Earth? for Superman Prime, or the artist formerly known as Superboy Prime, uh, to kill everyone. 
So it's like it's like uh, the jokester that you really enjoyed that little count that, that little crossover that had the origin of the jokester, just in time and then they kill, kill him. him. I mean, it's like how can we get involved? How can we care about any of these characters if if we see them for a few panels and then they're gone? Their death is utterly meaningless to us. There wasn't even it didn't even have the impact of a what if comic. It was just like yeah. an intriguing character, an interesting origin story. I really like the way he talks. He's got a great costume. He's got a nice supporting cat. Oh, you, he's dead. Kiss him goodbye, baby. Exactly. And then, but what the countdown has done is suddenly just like one actual, just straightforward narrative with a few veering off to the subplots. Uh, and this week, Mr. Mixes of uh is on the cover, and we finally figure out what find out what happened to him. It's like. I like it, except Superman Prime is really just a whiny little baby, and it, he needs to be put down like a dog. Uh, maybe he just needs a hug. Yeah, but there's some... thought of that? Maybe he needs superhero rehabilitation. Hi. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. The Owens tried like that. Put down like a dog. You disgusting. He didn't have Ma and Pa Kettle to help him. No, he did not. He did not. <laughs> right? Oh, that would be... A great... Nor Mammy and Pappy Yoakum. That would be a great story. That, that Superman be... brought up by Ma and Pa Kettle. kettle. <laughs> okay, we'll get right on that. Um, DC, if you're listening... We've got an idea. All right. So, what universe do they live in? But uh, one of the f- the funniest things about the about this mix mix of Tlick thing is that Superman Prime keeps referring to him as Mixelplick because that's how they pronounced it on Super Friends, uh-huh. which would then have been the only show that Superman Prime had actually Red watched Gonza. and known. No, because he's on our Earth. Oh, he's on, oh, yeah. So the only time his name was spoken aloud when he was a boy watching cartoons was nice. Mixelplick. Clever. And they keep arguing about the pronunciation. Back and forth. No, I swear to you, my name is Mixes of Tillich, and he's like, it's Mixoplick. Shut up. I've seen you on TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, so, what is, for the record, the correct pronunciation? Mixes of Tillich. What? Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. Break it down. Mixes of Tillich. Mixes Ipotillich? Something like that. Don't ask me to say it backwards. Mitch Why can't we just say Mitzelplik? Sounds like a syndrome. And then they actually... Uh, we sorry, your Super son Knight. has Mixies Ipotillich. They give a pretty good revelation as to uh, Mixoplick's background. And I thought he was revealed to be the Impossible Man. That was in a Superman Fantastic Four crossover. Those things are no longer continuity. Aww. It's even bigger than this, baby, but I won't spoil it. No, it's spoil it because I'm not going to read that crap. Okay, but it does tie into the rumors that came out last week, and I do think it's specifically going to tie into this. Ooh, Michael, what do you know about what's supposed to happen in Final Crisis? Wait, first, do you want to know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The... Gods, as we know them, Jack Kirby. The new gods are new currently gods dying in the new in the death of the new gods. Are going to die, and they will be replaced by our favorite top shelf. I read that characters. somewhere too. I read yeah. that too because they're going to have Robin to take over for Batman, mm-hmm. uh, Wonder Girl to take over Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman, and nobody to take over for Superman. That's right. Actually, so now the plan. Uh, what the most. Uh, refined version of the rumor is that, is that now it is only Bruce Wayne that will that will ascend. Wow. That really? He, he will become... I was thinking that was the one bad choice. <laughs> yeah, <it's like laughs> the one non Go ahead, take one. all of the rest, but leave the guy who's defined by patrolling the night in the city where his parents... And murdered. make him God. <laughs> yeah. And make him God. Because but but there's motivation. a guy I want but for My God motivation now is cleaning up Gotham universally. They're clearly <laughs> laying groundwork for certain pantheon changes in countdown right now but now it explains the final crisis and explains a statement i heard at comic-con which was that either final crisis would be the most brilliant thing that revolutionized dc comics or utterly destroyed it and so that's i would go with the latter 
uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that's what actually happens. But uh, and it's and they're gonna need a ladder to climb out of that ditch. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, here's what I here's what I say. Okay, go for it. I I like bold moves. I like a change in the status quo. Mm-hmm. And let's start a pool before how long they undo it all. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so that's that's fine. Oops. Count out to ultimate undo. <laughs> Countdown to we're sorry. Crisis so then, are they, are they going to turn to ultimate undo? Are they basically turning Bruce Wayne into Parallax, and then they're all going to have to fight him to take him down? No, and... they're turning him into High Father, I think. Right. Or How really, doesn't he make more sense as Dark Side? Wouldn't Bruce Wayne make a better Dark Side? Yeah. Who cares about the new gods? <laughs> well, some of us do, Mister. I Mr. said it. Well, actually, no one cared about the new gods, which is why we're replacing them with new, newer gods. <laughs> ones that we actually used to like. So here's... Well, ah! Everybody's read both of the, the issues that are out right now. Or, or I was just character. goosed, by the way. Yeah. The, so, issue two, Bart, of, of Death, Death of the, of the new, new Gods. Yeah. I was upset when they killed Barda. Uh-huh. What? Big, oh, I saw that. Big, big Barda got killed, yes. Big Cans Barda's dead? Yes. Yes. And, and now a moment of silence. <laughs> and she's having her wake in this week's issue of Birds of Prey. Yeah. Birds of Prey? Birds of Prey. Oh, okay. So um, there we go. Those are the rumors. Now, uh, Lon brought up a you know a, a topic, which is, you know, so we are on Thanksgiving weekend. So Thanksgiving's so what, here. Thanksgiving's here. So what are you thankful for in comics this year? Uh, somebody else want to go first? <laughs> sure, I- I'll jump in there. Uh, okay, jump in. I am thankful for a waning interest in comics. Who's waning interest? My waning interest oh, in my. comics. As <laughs> I, I begin to pare down to the necessary titles, the things that I think uh, I'm going to continue reading. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. don't have an end, which is a strong appeal for me. Books that actually come to a logical conclusion and We're happy with don't those. keep going. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I- I've dropped a lot of the ongoing series, and uh, I've Got a nice little collection now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm looking forward to Final Crisis as maybe a final point in the DCU that I can maybe jump off. You're looking for closure. I'm looking for a little closure. Well, I can kind All of... All right, well, Batman's Dark Side. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the end. What if he ends up being Light Ray? <laughs> well, you? no, I could, I, could, I could see that because I'm kind of the same way, but I thought of something I'm thankful for. And I don't know if it was just this year or maybe I just discovered it this year, but... Ed Brewbreaker. Brew Baker had a great Brew year. Brew Baker! And uh, all his books that he put out, I was thoroughly... I thought I was pretty much done with comics until I read a Brew Breaker Captain America or a Daredevil or even his X-Men stuff. So I'm I, most thankful for Brew, Bre- Brew Baker. I would second that. There you go. And recommend Gotham Central. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Great. And most of those are in trays. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can pick those up. Two things. Okay. Two. Maybe, maybe three. That's actually. crazy talk, man. So, the first would be, I am very, very happy they are reprinting the Jack Kirby Fourth World in the uh, Omnibus editions, because I'm just enjoying reading it. You know they, all those characters are dead, right? <laughs> He's getting closure. They're but, getting de-deoed. But I had, that, I had that whole thing when I was in college. I sold it to pay, I sold all of them to pay my uh, my insurance one year, and I'm so glad to get it back. It's great reading. Uh, I don't care if they're dead. That that whole series had such a nice continuity to it. The, the omnibus editions are published in chronological order, which is the way I experienced them the first time. I would hate to have all of the New Gods, all right. of the Forever People, all the Jimmy Olsen in separate volumes, which they've done before. So very happy with that. Um, and there's it's almost thematic because I'm also very happy that um, 
I've discovered Ex Machina and just really enjoying the hell out of that. Reprints again. Now, to regular continuity comics, the one that the one set of comics that still goes to the top of my read list and I am rarely dissatisfied with are is the Ultimates line. I still love the Ultimate Fantastic Four. I still hmm. love the uh, not not so much the X Men and not so much Spider Man, but the well, Ultimates. That's pretty much the whole line. No, it's Ultimate okay. Ultimates. I love the Ultimate stories. I love the X uh, the uh, Fantastic Four stories, and actually, I like the uh, the Power crossover that's going on right now too. Hmm. So hmm. Fantastic Four is hit and miss for me, but I agree with everything else. in the uh, Ultimates line is excellent. What about you, Mr. McCaw? Well, that's that's a good question. Um, you know, I. Are you thankful for your free preview issues? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful the Fanboy Planet has lasted this long, and mm. it, uh, but, you know because I do think that uh, without sort of this this dr- driving force of gathering here and hanging out, I probably like Michael would find a lot of uh, I would be reading a lot less uh, in the way of comics because I'm annoyed half the time. Um, but I'm thankful for, let's say, books like Fables that just get better and better. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been let down by that. Fables is on my list. And I know. Is on my I list. mean, and I and I know that there will be, you know, an ending. I mean, I think it is. It, it's building to a logical conclusion. I don't know when that will be. I hope it's a far, far off because he hasn't let me down. Um, anyway. I'm thankful I discovered Walking Dead this year. It's another great book, you know. So there are these great gems, and I'm thankful every time I discover one like that, you but, know. And it, going back to my thing, those books are all great. Fables I continue to read, Walking Dead I will continue mm-hmm. to read. But things like, no one mentioned Batman. I mean, Batman had a great year with Grant Morrison on it, but it's mm-hmm. not a book that I need to keep buying because I feel like once it's, it's, Morrison leaves. It, as much as I'm, I'm, I'm loving Morrison on it, it's like I just get this feeling with all the crossover fatigue, nothing matters. I'll tell you, yeah. I'll tell you what I am I think about because I, I bought the hardback, a Planet Hulk. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was. It, it's like I feel like I have this huge, where Greg Pak has become. I'm sorry, Peter David. Greg Pak has become my favorite Hulk writer, and Planet Hulk is is it. I mean, it's a beautiful, self-contained story. And as I said before, if if that had been where the Adventures of the Hulk stopped, I would have been completely satisfied. That would have been a logical place but, for him to end. But I do remember when Peter David's run end, you said the same thing. There you go. But that's why I like Peter David yeah. run. You know, is that I can now pick up. I haven't yet, but I got to go back, and I think they're reprinting all of Peter David's David's run. Mm-hmm. And you can pick up the trade paperbacks because I I sold those individual issues. And nothing wrong with having your top pick topped. I mean, no, it I, make yeah. your top pick. I concur. I would love it if Batman would reach a point where I could go, okay, this I've read the, the definitive ending of how I feel Batman should end. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not Batman Beyond. So and it's I'm, not I'm Batman Dark Side. And as excited no. as I've been by, <laughs> you know, like certain reintroductions, like the Legion of Superheroes kind of back into, Dark into Superman's continuity, Until those books two. were touted not, with yeah, this great, two. you know, oh, Richard Donner's coming and he's writing, and yeah. look at the Kuberts are going to be drawing. And those books are a mess because it, it, it's the worst thing that's happened in all this tight continuity and crossover is that these high profile artists and creative teams. Can't meet their deadlines. This goes back to one more day. So this is the anti-thankful. I'm annoyed that you know all these things have been messed up. I think that there's a Superman story. That I don't think Richard Donner finished it because Andy Kubert was so far behind. They just went, oh, we got Eric Powell doing a Bizarro story and with, with Jeff Johns, which I am thankful for. It was a really good story. But <laughs> it's kind of like I'm thankful for Gary Frank on Action Comics though because he draws Superman looking like Christopher Reeve, and it's so doggone cool. Uh-huh. 
Two, so is the word you, doggone? I, I gave you two others. That uh, before personality uh, identity crisis, personality mm-hmm. crisis, identity That's crisis. That's what I have all the time. Um, couldn't really care less about JLA and JSA, but now I just love both books because of identity crisis. Be, uh, because everything's happened with the, re, the relaunch of both of them. Okay, so thank you, Brad Meltzer. Yeah, there you go. All right. I actually thought Meltzer was stronger before uh, JLA. JLA was okay, but his Justice League of America was not as strong as, as is what you're saying. Green Arrow. Green Arrow was yeah. a great run. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I was actually kind of disappointed. I mean, it was still good, but. And speaking of Justice League, we can move in, into movies now because uh, with the Writers Guild uh, strike, apparently the Justice League movie is in trouble. There were rumors they were going to reveal their cast. Wait a minute, the Justice League is in trouble? Yes. What's that crypto? Superman's down a well? I'm going to go get some ribs. What? Crypto, super... Oh, yeah, anyway. Uh, so that's I the... heard Wendy and Marvin are in the uh, screenplay. That's really obnoxious. Is that true? No, I just oh, made thank that heavens. Because <laughs> they, they worked their way back into Teen Titans continuity. <laughs> Wendy and Marvin are there. Uh, but uh, Are Wendy and Marvin brother and sister or boyfriend-girlfriend? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, actually, no. Oh, this is so embarrassing. I know I know the backstory to They're Wendy cousins. and Marvin. Bust a cap in his butt. They're identical okay. twins. No. Marvin actually appears in um, the very first Wonder Woman story. The very first Wonder Woman story? You mean animated? Or, or in- no, the very first Wonder Woman story, uh, or or at least in the first year, because she is he is the son of the real Diana Prince. What? Because originally in continuity, Shut it was up. Wonder Woman showed up in Washington, D.C., and she met Diana Prince, who was crying because she was in love with this man. It was been retconned that she was pregnant with his child, so Wonder Woman switched places because she turned out it turned out that when she put her glasses on, she was a dead ringer for this Diana Prince. Of course. So they just traded identities, and that's how she so easily set herself up. Did, into, did Michael just throw a in Wonder the U.S. Woman military? Sign he just did. A second ago. I think he did. No, I he actually threw said up the shocker. <laughs> shocker. Yeah. Okay. They so don't know what it so is. that's no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> they will in about an hour. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so that's Marvin, Wendy. Uh, is apparently like a long lost niece of Batman, and what? That this was, and that, that Say was, what? and, and that would mean comics. that Batman Bye. has a brother or sister. Uh, Batman did have a brother. He did. What? Yes. What? Dead man possesses the, the the Rudy Wayne. He had an older brother, which is why on Earth three, uh, Owl Man has uh, is his brother is the police commissioner, and in in the regular continuity. Uh, Bruce Wayne's brother was actually brain damaged and was in an, in an asylum, and he did not know about that. So uh, they kind of like, for the super friends... And this brother, brain, dead, Thomas, brain damaged brother... Thomas Jr. Had a daughter? Uh, I don't know. I don't know that connection. Dead man possessed him and, and ran around in his body for several years, so okay. it's quite possible. So there we go. Wow, you are a Zorlash. It's... It's wrong, I know. It's terribly wrong. Comics is so embarrassing for itself. <laughs> Sometimes. But, but anyway. they never explained Wendy and Marvin on the show no. then. They were but just when, the... DC, when DC wrote, did a Super Friends comic book, then that's they pulled these characters out and explained that that's who Wendy and Marvin were. And I was there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, so anyway, but the Justice League is in trouble because of the Writers Guild because they've been moving forward. Supposed to have the cast list this week. Uh, apparently, uh, so far, so good. Everyone uh, that we were right that Common is still front runner to be uh, John, John Stewart, Stewart. Uh, the Green Lantern there. Yeah. 
Yeah. But the rest of the cast, people, uh, Seth Brody apparently is is Wally West. Seth Brody from the OC. Seth Brody is that his name? Yeah, the guy from the OC, the dark-haired guy from the I OC. Thought his name was Seth something else. Seth Brody? Let's just call him Seth. Okay, okay. Seth right. something. Hey, I don't know. He's on the shelf somewhere. Uh, but apparently the other names were names I didn't know, but uh, apparently because uh, because of the Writers Guild strike, uh, Warner Brothers is rumored to have gotten cold feet. They were very confident about the script, and now they're not so confident, and they can't have anybody tweak it because that would be a violation of the of the, of the the strike. Wasn't there a related announcement about the Avengers movie? I, I had heard I that they that weren't you, going to like. That they weren't going to do an Avengers. They basically we just, talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Joe Casada said something about that, and now he said he was misquoted. So, so. he he doesn't really know. Okay. So I think somebody from up above went shut up, and <laughs> so I know I said there wasn't going to be an Avengers, Avengers movie, movie, but what I, I really said, said was there wasn't going to be a good Avengers. There movie. wasn't going to be a sequel to the Avengers TV show from the '60s. That's with, it. That because that movie was horrible. Can't get him appeal. Yeah, you can't. Uh, so uh, on the other hand, though, there was casting news in GI Joe this week, which should. I don't know if that excites Lon or not, but it's it's certainly he's trembling pushed our traffic up a bit, which is that Sienna Miller, she formerly known ah, as the Jude Canoodler of Jude Law, uh, Sienna Miller has been that awesome? Jude Canoodler. Jude she's, Canoodler. She's not known for any of her movie work. She's just known for doing the law. <laughs> she was breaking the law, <laughs> <laughs> and now she'd be breaking the law as the Baroness. Has that been confirmed? Yeah, apparently so. I think Variety ran that. uh, Okay. Because I remember Ain't It Cool reported that she was cast as the female lead, but they never actually said she was the Baroness. Well, no, so here's the thing. So the traffic has been driven to us because, of course, we... Michael, help me out with her name. Years ago... What? Years ago, ran ran an interview with... Gina uh, was her name. Gina. Gina Torres. No, it's not Gina Torres. No, that's the chick from Fireman. Gina, I looked it up the other day because we had this conversation. Gina Toblerone. I don't know. <laughs> Toblerone. Mm, that's a good candy. Too hot for me. Yeah, yeah. Gina, Gina Too Hot for Me. That's her yeah, name. Gina Too Hot for Me. <laughs> who was hired by Hasbro years ago to be the Baroness at conventions. And so a couple of toy sites have picked up that they don't want no Sienna Miller. Here's an interview with the woman who should be the Baroness. And so, you know. Search family planet for Gina and Baroness. Yeah, you'll We find might it. need oh, a God. recap on that article. We might need to bring that. I might have to bring that back up since it's popular. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. Again, it's kind of meaningless to me because I wasn't a big fan. Well, here's of the thing. Who, okay, who's going to watch the G.I. Joe movie for Sienna Miller? You know what I mean? No one. Cast me some good, strong male leads. And let's start making a macho action movie it like sure we need. Because sure as hell didn't work for that Transformers movie, did it? That's right. Hey, who was the Thank star of that movie? We had John Turturro the Maxim there. Girl. Shia LaBeouf. Is that her name? Boofy, whatever his name is. Shia LaBeouf. He was, was the star. star. Uh, Megan Ward, I believe, is who you're Megan looking for. Megan Fox. Wasn't her name Megan Fox? Megan Fox, Fox. yeah. Megan Ward's, a, Megan Ward's a different Maxim Girl. Uh, so <laughs> Not that you know, right, Derek? Right. Right. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Uh, that yeah. Was, that was a little vicious. It's okay. I'm aware of popular culture. Uh, although this week not so much apparently because I missed the Cloverfield trailer, trailer which you guys saw. New Cloverfield too. trailer up and it's official. I don't know if you guys reported it or not, but the movie is actually called Cloverfield. After <laughs> months of insistence on J.J. Abrams' part that it would not be called how, Cloverfield. How much we started this, what was this, when Transformers came out or was it the... 
Yeah, I think that was when the trailer when first the trailer showed, first yeah. hit. And we all were like, what's it called? What's it called? And we went on to IMDb, and Rick pulled it up like on a live podcast and said, well, it says currently it's on a thing called Cloverfield. And we're like, oh, but it can't be called Cloverfield. Here we Just are, like eight uh, months later. Simon says uh, it's called Cloverfield. Now it's called Cloverfield. Boring. How's the trailer look? Who cares um, how boring the title well, is? It's it's what's movie. it about for the folks that haven't listened to all of our previous episodes? Oh. Yeah, uh, J- here's the breakdown. J.J. Abrams is doing an American monster movie. Okay. And that's it. That's it. But uh, the, the rumor... It's called Star Trek. No, that's the horror movie he's working on. It's called The Toxic Avenger. I don't know what it is or what it is, but here's the, the, the crappy part that I think is going to be about it. It basically looks like it's shot completely through a consumer video camera, and it's handheld mostly the whole movie. And they even start the trailer with a little uh, title card that says something like, Footage found at test... Blair Witch Project. Yeah, it's like... With monsters. Footage found at test location, colon, Cloverfield, at site location, something, something, formerly known as Central Park, or something like that. So then it starts the trailer, and it shows people running and going, Oh, my God, and run, and and there's explosions and fighting, and it looks like chaos. It's like Lost as a horror movie? Probably, but the the buzz... Will there be polar bears? No, but that movie looks kick-ass. Golden Compass, yeah. Wrestling polar bears, yeah. But uh, from what, from the buzz that's been online, though, they've been saying that like everybody that's been walking out has been like just blown away, and they don't want they're not even like talking about it because they want the experience to be. I get it's supposed Uh, to be an experience. I do not believe in this day and age that there's anybody that has that much integrity. Good point. Good point. So I think that's studio hype. It could be. It could be. True. But then again, it's J.J. Abrams. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair. I, I will give him a chance. Absolutely. I just. I, the I, man who brought us Lost. And Alias. Mm-hmm. And I, Felicity. And yet, what? I'm a little oh. distrustful of it being released in January. That's all. That's really? Why, yeah. Really, you distrust the movie industry? Is that what you're saying? I do distrust the. You really? don't Why? like the movie. Why? Well, have they done anything to betray you before? Uh, yeah, Hitman. I just saw that last oh, night. I felt very betrayed by the very film. Nice. Yeah. You didn't like it. No, not really. Uh, no. Really? Did it put a hit on your man? How did they develop a video <laughs> game plot into a full-length movie? I never having played the game, and now I'm interested to play because it looks like it'll probably be a fun game. Uh, you walk around and kill people. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm kind of fine with that. Okay. Uh, that's pretty much. I could not tell you. I don't know what the plot of Hitman actually was. There was some sort of. There's politi- an opera singer in it, right? In the game, yeah. in the game, he gets assignments to kill people, mm-hmm. and yeah. he has to go in. Well, usually quietly at first. Yes. You mean yes. kind of like a hitman? No, no, no. I understand that part. I, that's the that's the game. Yes. Okay. I'm saying that the film had a plot of involving some sort of political intrigue with in Russia, and he gets betrayed early on, and it's told in flashback, and it's it's just lame. It's just I mean, the action was very well done. How is uh, Timothy Elephant? Uh, he sounds a lot like Billy Bob Thornton. Ow. Ow. Mm. Yeah. He's like, mm, I'm going to shoot this. No, I'm going to kill this guy, like man. That. I'm more like the, you know, Billy Bob Thornton post-Oscar. Uh, you know, oh. In most other performances he's given. Uh, just kind of very flat. 
Um, talking, trying, make to not have the Texas. So he sounds like Thurston much. Howell the <laughs> third. Mumsy. No, see, that's a totally different voice. Yeah. We're good, uh, but, uh, no, it's just it's just a very flat, trying to have no particular regionalism to it. I think and Timothy Elephant was the wrong guy they should have got for that role. Well, uh, Vin Diesel was still executive producing it. He was supposed to. Be he was should have been in that, and he stepped out, stepped down for it. I I think because of the way the script went. I'm old, sorry. Did we just say that Vin Diesel should have been in the movie? No, and he that shouldn't would have, have been an improvement. That he said it, but we know that. Can we just stop there and think about that? I guess someone's never seen the pacifier. So, anyway, I uh, have. I meant, Mister. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. There. Yeah. That's the beginning of the movie, and that was the most. That was the best part about it. So lights went up. You know, I was there with uh, Perky Aaron Frost, and she said, "Well." I wouldn't pay money for it. I said, you didn't. She goes, oh, that's right. Good. Thanks. I yeah, still want my money back. <laughs> Any other movies this week, Derek? Enchanted, which I found enchanting. Really? I did. I absolutely loved Enchanted. Are you in love with love again? I am. I, and I'll say, I'll say, I, you know, I'm in love with Amy Adams. It's, it's, she's astounding as a, as a princess. You also saw The Mist, didn't you? I did. Bring we, it on down. Wish I'd missed that. What? <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. no, that's how we got into the. It was it was very tense. I'd like to apologize to all users, <laughs> to all the listeners for that. Did you call them all the losers? I call them I call <laughs> all the losers. Call them you losers. jerk! I call them users. Oh. All the users. Thanks, Tron. I've been working too long. Oh my long. user! Oh my user! Um. <laughs> so you saw the mist this week. I did see the mist, and it it was tense. I'm not going to go for the pun again. Sorry, because. Rick apparently has an objection. Uh, that, uh, That'll make a lot of sense when I cut it out. <laughs> so you saw the miss this week, huh? I did. Wow. I did not enjoy it. I uh, I wanted to. Uh, it's, I, did it make you misty? No. Oh. I've always enjoyed uh, the novella that it was based on. I'm a, I'm a big Stephen King fan. I really like reading his stuff. Uh, but I thought as a as a novella, it was kind of like the oh you're trapped in a grocery novella? store. Novella? You mean like a Spanish soap opera or something? No, that's a telenovela. Oh right. Novella is a literary term meaning shorter than a standard novel. Oh, so like hundred so pages. Got or so. it. Got it. <laughs> what are you freaks doing? And okay, so you like the original? Uh, I like the novella. It was, but it's still basically people trapped in a grocery store while there are monsters outside <laughs> that they can't really and see. And this is two hours. And this is two hours. Sweet. So I love movies like that. The only, big glass panes of the uh, yeah, grocery store right. kept these fearsome monsters out. Uh, well, no, 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 they don't. They don't, and they realize that. And they, don't you know, ruin it for me. No, I haven't please, seen it you know. yet. But instead, uh, in between monster attacks, there's big, long, long stretches of people tension, people panicking, to illustrate that, of course, we might be the biggest monsters of them all. Did uh, Do two people find love? No. No, it's Tom Jane's in it, right? Yes. Does he um, take a lot of pictures of the monsters and then try to blackmail them into killing them, each other instead of actually fighting them like he should? No. Kind of like he did in The Punisher? No. Oh, okay, no. good. He um, he does it's the not best. not good when you have to reference what you're referencing. <laughs> yeah, he does. I just hate The Punisher so much. You're tired I from that, that walk? No, I just wanted everybody to know Which how much was pain that? it walk caused to the me. end of that joke. <laughs> okay. That, uh, no. Did he pull out a giant fire hydrant and a duffel bag and put it on the ground? Do you really want to hear what I have to say Not about really. the movie that I saw? Okay. Or would you just like to, to no, go ahead. Punisher. Why don't you get another tamale? Let's do it.
No, no, I'm done. Thank you. You've, 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 you've does does he? One uh, little taste I had left for talking. Does about he the fight film. a giant genetically altered shark in the ocean? I'm just going down Tom Jane movies. Did he start screaming Brew Breaker? I put that in the review. I know that was funny. <laughs> so, no, please. I want no, to he does his Kurt Russell impersonation. It begins by showing a poster of the thing because he's supposed to be a movie poster artist, what? and then it goes to him finishing a, pa- a painting of the Dark Tower. Clint Eastwood as the as the gunslinger, clearly for a movie that will never be made, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so it's like, oh, clever, ha ha ha, and then he becomes this mumble mouth, like he's trying to prove out what a regular guy is with this expositional dialogue, and he's just, you know, he's just not that, uh, you know. I guess I'm colored by the fact that I don't know anybody who's met him that's had a particularly pleasant experience, you know. He's like, a, I guess, a nice enough guy, I suppose, but don't don't give him drinks. Did I? Uh, <laughs> did we so, go into this before where I, I said he's this generation's Christopher Lambert? Oh, okay, I'm going to go for that. I think I, I think you said that before, but did I, I would go that with that. I, I Doesn't just, he feel like he's leaning towards that way, like eventually we're going to see him in like Mortal Kombat 4 in like a couple weeks or Wasn't something? Wasn't he also in the other Stephen King movie with the magical return? Oh, and the ass babies. Uh, Dreamcatcher. Yeah. Right. He was. Right. The yes. butt babies. Yes. And my favorite. Go be the no. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Transformation of that Donnie was... Wahlberg into. Come on. Have you seen Dreamcatcher? Yes, I have. <laughs> that movie I read, sucks. I read the book first. The book actually wasn't much better. Okay. Uh, yeah. The man had been hit by a car. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I still love him. Cut him a little slack. I love Stephen King, but, you know, one out of four. <laughs> anyway. What was that? Wasn't there a Family Guy thing where somebody was riding on the road and he runs over him? They're like, oh, my God, are you Stephen King? And he's like, no, I'm some other author. Anybody? Saw John Grisham. Yeah, it was somebody like that. And they're like, oh. And then they ran. They went over him three or four times <laughs> yeah, or something. Okay, yeah. That's funny. You can cut that part out. But anyways, <laughs> I just you. wanted to reference this. Thank you for per- your permission. Yeah. Woo! No, I endorse this edit. <laughs> so you saw The Mist this week. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can't go through it again. I was, but I was really, really annoyed by that film. And, and I, by So no good at all, like even from a horror standpoint? Look, I, or? you know, I, but I get mad when characters are just so stupid that it, it defies... All reason. But that's a horror film. No, 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 no. Here's where, if you've been trapped in a grocery store for, say, 45 minutes. What about trapped in a closet with R. Kelly? What are we going to do? I'm so hungry. <laughs> right. Well, no, they're not that dumb. They're not that dumb. At least they realize, well, we've got canned goods. Um, but when you, and it's like more than a day has passed, and they realize they've got one guy who's lit himself on fire. <laughs> Don't ask. I mean, you know, that's what they go. That's a big plan. We'll put kerosene on it's brooms. Close cover before striking. Yeah. And the first thing one guy does is spill kerosene all over himself and light himself on fire. So, dum, dum, so dum. they need some ointment from the pharmacy next door. Of course. Ointment. So they're going to go get some medication. Salve. And some salves. And, and a comic book. So, of course, any universe in which the only comic books in a pharmacy are Dark Horse comics. Hmm, there was some money exchanged hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, no offense to Dark Horse. We love you, but we know you're not carried in pharmacies all across the land. I don't know if any comics are carried in pharmacies Something across the, the land. West. Yeah. Doesn't Tom, <laughs> Dark Horse and Archie on that spinner. Doesn't Tom Jane write a Dark yes, Horse? Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. uh, oh, hey, you picked that up. Mm-hmm. You're clever. Anyway, it's just for the fans at home. But they walk into the pharmacy, which everything is covered in these really thick, thick, and I mean thick cobwebs. Not like like... 
years worth of cobwebs. Each strand of silk is like thicker than your neck. And nobody notices that. They've never seen alien spiders before. They've seen alien wasps. They've seen a pterodactyl. They've seen something that's like a giant praying mantis. But, gee, just because everything's What's covered... What's all this sticky rope? rope. Everything. I don't know, gee, but we really need that stab. I think we're pretty much out of otherworldly monsters there could be. Oh, no. <laughs> and, I'm, and it's really, it's like three minutes they're walking around, I'm going... Is that some sort of weird decorative scheme? Because <laughs> they're not. None of them are commenting on this. It was Halloween, and, yeah. you know. And then, and then suddenly, spiders! Which is the moment I went, oh, I wish Mike was good somewhere here <laughs> to share my pain. <laughs> to crap his pants. Are you sure they weren't just playing Jumanji? Nope, I'm then, absolutely sure. Oh, okay. That's exactly how it ends. At the very end, Tom goes Jumanji, <laughs> and it's all over. And you know, and Robin Williams comes out. Until, oh, good thing. So, um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, a, it was a bad week. Uh, two out of three because Enchanted was so good. It was so much wow. fun. Wow. Out of Hitman, The Mist, Who would have thought? and Enchanted, Derek's gleaming review the is. The official Fanboy Planet recommendation <laughs> is you go see Enchanted. Enchanted. The it's little girl movie. It's got magic. It's got McDreamy. <laughs> well, it's got princesses and princes. It's got James Marsden, Cyclops. Come on. He's going to be Preacher. Call them McDreamy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now I understand why. <laughs> I, I want to add one more thing because I saw the I Am Legend preview this week. Okay, go ahead. And uh, did you see it too? No. No? No? No, uh, I've seen it, yeah. Uh, have you seen it? The one with, uh, he's driving along the road with a rifle across his legs and the dog mm-hmm. sticking his head out there. Maybe, yeah. So it's, it, it starts off like a scene, like the opening scene of a Mega Man. Because it's uh, Will Smith behind the car, uh, wheel of a hot uh, Ford Mustang, mm-hmm. and then he goes to and he's got a gun, o- gun across his lap, and he he's riding down these roads where there's grass coming up through the asphalt, and he, he finally sees the tiger or the lion. Yeah, there's a there's a deer goes by, and he nearly uh, loses it, and then he gets out, and he's going to hunt the deer, and all of a sudden another animal s- comes into frame really fast, and it's a lion's taken down, and it snarls at him, and you just kind of go. Wow, that's uh, not what I was expecting at all mm-hmm. from a zombie movie, um, but it looked really cool. I mean, I, I when I heard Will Smith with the beloved Richard Matheson story, I was kind of going, I still haven't forgiven you for Wild Wild West, um, but he actually looked uh, like he might be competent in this. Um, I've been finding out more stuff from the previews that apparently I haven't read the book. You guys probably know the story. I haven't seen a Mega Man. I know nothing about this movie, but apparently. There's a virus that takes yeah. out a bunch of people. He's a doctor. And he just happens to be the doctor. He he survived the, because he, he was working on an antivirus. Oh, okay. Well, I was just going to say, I don't know about you guys, Which but... I don't think it was an element of the original story. It was in Omega Man. But it was in Omega Man, yes, I do yeah. remember okay, that. Okay, but anybody else here want to maybe help me see if they buy Will Smith as the scientist? Uh, he didn't... Uh, anybody? You haven't seen the preview. I've seen the previous because they show him the white lab coat taking down notes and stuff. And oh, sure, I'm okay. not scientist. <laughs> yeah, <that was. laughs> I can put the hey, lab coat. Hey, but you know he's still going to be. I was right there with you guys last time I, we talked about this. I'm going, oh goddamn, Will, Will Smith again. What's he eked his way into now? And he's going to be in this. Will Smith's goal right now is to actually uh, corrupt every good piece of literature or sci-fi literature that's been made over the last hundred years. He's going to do Moby Dick next. Yeah, he's coming for that one. He's all, where is that damn whale? It's going to be a black it's whale. It's going to be Ahab. Uh-huh. Not, uh... Wait, wait till you see him in the Scarlet Letter. Mm. Uh. Yeah. Yeah? 
Uh, speaking of not forgiving over Wild Wild West, let's move to television because actually the third season of uh, Wild Wild West just came out on DVD. Wicky Wicky Wild Wild. Yes, and I watched a couple of those and I was like, you know, how did they get that movie so horribly wrong when this formula is so simple? A giant and spider. so entertaining. You just need Ross Martin. Well, he's dead. I understand, yeah, but okay. you know Robert Conrad. Robert Conrad. I mean, you know, it's not as it's not quite as clever. In hindsight, as it as it clearly thought it was in the day, but my gosh, that was just a fun, yeah. fun series, and and they sucked all the fun out of that movie. <laughs> you bitter they... old guys are funny. We I are. Know. We are. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> like bananas. I mean, it's a really, it's a really a bare what the bones, heck's a cowboy? Uh, a bare bones set. There's no well, extras. It was just... James Bond in the West. Yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. You'd I mean... like it. He's got tight pants. Sign me <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a nifty suit. I just, yeah. I just he's like always in the vest, and with he's in like Cuban heels. I've seen heels. the show. Really, you made oh. it sound like you hadn't. I had TBS you when I was you. four. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, good for I you. I didn't. So let's move on. Okay. All right. Uh, well, you know, I went back and being the fun old guy, you know, watched this, the the missing link of of super. Super Friends to Batman the Animated Series, Super Powers Team, the Galactic Guardians. Oh, I want to borrow that. Do you still have it? Yeah. Fill me in on continuity there. I read your review. It was well, very one, nice. Alan Burnett had actually worked on it, so I didn't realize who was producer on Batman the Animated Series. But I really, until this, I didn't even know that, that, that this series had existed. It's only ten episodes. But it's actually for, if you walked in thinking you were going to watch a Super Friends episode, it you was pretty advanced. You were sadly mistaken, it was pretty my friend. It, I mean, it's not as... Smart, obviously, as the as Batman the animated series, but it's clearly working its way in. Not only is there this redesign of the characters, so they look more like comic book oh, characters. Oh, Wonder Woman's hot. At least when they're standing still, uh, you know. But but that they did the Batman origin, and it's actually you know, and I never thought about it, that. Yeah, nobody had ever actually done that on, on TV, on TV, yeah. or, or or movies until you know. Wouldn't it be great if the Adam West had had to do the Batman origin? <laughs> <laughs> but he got to. No, the voice. No, he's the voice. No, in, no, I mean in the original. I know, I know. Um, you know, in the yes, it would have been in the awesome original in the original screen test, he does chum. talk about it. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen the original screen test I'm for Adam seen. West? Uh, they do. It was like a not a pilot film, but a demo for the for the affiliates. They were coming out of Zorro, and all of a sudden, biff, <laughs> zap. Yeah, uh, no, Mal, no. My he, parents he are just, murdered. He, he's just as Bruce Wayne, and he and Dick Grayson are talking about why he became Batman. And it's not funny. It's yeah. like it's like it's really they hadn't struck the tone. It's like an eight minute demo film, and it's kind of like wow. And boy, did they take a left turn after. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, you know what? If they would have done that, they wouldn't have got as much trim as they did. That's back good, in the fellas. 60s. But let's sex it up a little when the cameras are rolling. <laughs> hey, where's my cape? Uh, it is a little disconcerting to hear Adam West's voice doing his origin. Like you know, no, no, not not this alley. You know, it, it, but. It's still it, it was still pretty interesting. It's going to take place in Crime Alley and uh, What's I guess the, the mayor from Family Guy doing. Yes, it? exactly. There's a death of Superman episode. It's like wow, in Dark Side. Do they have the cool one. sound effects like or whatever those yes. you know? Yes, filmation. Yes, they those. don't do boom tubes though. They call them stargates. They're clearly trying to sci-fi up, and, you know. But but it's just a lot more serious. And They're trying to steal. Is the uh, Firestorm still in it? Firestorm, Cyborg. In fact, Firestorm convinces Cyborg to join the Justice right. League because, you know, well, I'm a young hero, too, so we could have two young heroes hanging out. Let's forget about Robin. Robin has nothing to say to Firestorm. Robin's clearly. actually like 40 at that point. Yeah, and yeah. they're all kind of like, uh, he's weird. You know? Green Lantern's there. Aquaman, what about the other kid? I don't know. He looks a little uh, fishier. Uh, Pixie Boots. Come he's on. been dressing like yeah. that for 20 years Yeah, now. so, you know, it, it, it's actually it was a really surprising set to get and to watch and go, wow, this is uh, this is interesting. Do they still have the cool theme song? Like, the... 
It, it was a, a variation awesome. of it. Awesome. So it's still, oh, it's still there. It's almost a transition, you know. And then, and then you go on. So that, that, that was fun. And, of course, we I think we talked about Doctor Who, the third season. I'm of, in favor of that. Well, I out. love the eight-minute episode. Oh Time yeah, crash. Time Crash, which we have, Time which crash. we have up on Fanboy Planet, till BBC goes. Hey, wait a minute, why does YouTube have this? Uh, but yeah, that was good, and uh, yeah, so I got a got a hold of the third season set, and I like the way they divided uh, the episodes up, so you can actually, you know, seven discs you know, I think. on different DVDs. No, just the way they the way they set it up is that it's you know the season was sort of thematically linked in certain uh, arcs, yeah, so the arcs yeah. are all together on so an individual disc. So the last disc. arc was on one disc. Yeah, okay. so you got that into Family of Blood and. Uh, the, the 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 really scary one blink blink uh, you know are together are together so it's like oh a really disturbing thing that redefines <laughs> Doctor Who with the scariest Doctor Who episode ever written you know yeah. so I mean it's it's a nice it's just a nice way they divided it up so I I, had, I thought of another thing we needed to talk about oh sure and this is something we probably should have reported on but I actually missed it did you make it to see Razor. We did. Uh, we did see Razor. We did see, we did Razor. see Razor. Let's just say we did see Razor. Oh, I missed Razor. We all went to the screening. Well, don't tell me the movie yet, but just reactions. Um, nice. I mean, it, it, it filled in a backstory that you could have lived without, but in doing the backstory, they filled in more of what's going on and what's it coming made, up. It, it made Goodson feel very, very smart because well, he said something early on, and uh, mm-hmm. early on while we were watching it, and then I think that you basically got evidence that what you said was correct. Mm. And it's premiering this weekend, right? <laughs> That's all we can say. Which I will not demonstrate my smartiness now. No, oh, but next week, oh, how he'll lord it but over But I you. have to add, add to this, though. Did anybody see the Razorette uh, on uh, sci-fi.com? Yes. Did, did you, what did you think of Freefall? The Tom Petty oh, song. excellent! Wasn't that just excellent? Free Fallen. Did anybody, you guys ever? Did you no. see that? No. It's like a fanboy wet dream. This this well, little three minute yeah. clip. Because first of all, it's got a little dog fighting in space between old vipers. Yeah, and yeah, let's 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 cross it. it. Takes place in about two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Sure. So there's a there's a Cylon uh, Galactica pilot shootout in space. Right. Then it gets they they collide. So both crafts are damaged. They, and you see. Young Adama, Adama yeah. eject, and, and you're he's thinking, free falling. He's free falling. You don't know at this point. He's got a parachute, and he's just like chilling. He's like, "Oh, I made and, it. I'm and safe." And all of a sudden, some some gunfire. Yeah, goes you start by hearing him, gunfire. And he flips around. He looks, and there's a Cylon coming out of the sky. Who's just him. falling? Just fa- you know, doesn't have a parachute. It's a falling Cylon who's just like you know, robot. They're machine. both shooting at each other like rapid fire, and it's badass. It's just falling around. He's like. <laughs> And then, then they, and then back. the, it's like, it's like the, uh, the Jaws James Bond thing in midair when they're fighting, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then eventually, uh, Dama pulls the ripcord and he, right. he pulls away, and the Cylon goes and hits Thud on the ground, and he comes in. But it was probably the best like sci-fi action for two minutes it's, thing it's I've seen in the last like five years because, well, um, first of all. Come on, Battlestar drops into the atmosphere. Well, no, that was bad, but what that I'm saying was is... Awesome. That when was we only were, about 30 seconds. But when we were kids, though, and we watched that original thing, not once did you ever feel those old... They moved really slow, and they were... Yeah, that's right. It is, it is a throwback Cylon. And, yeah, it's a throwback Cylon, and he's just badass. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And so it's actually looked. You got to check it out. So go to sci-fi.com and at least this watch. This has all happened before, and it will happen again. again. Exactly. So you got to watch the. Goodson's the, right. 
Go watch I'm right, Freefall. I'm right, I don't want to ruin it for everybody. Don't ruin it. But Goodson's right. <laughs> so shall we talk about something that Chris Garcia was right about? Or Actually, I think another Goodson was right thing. Wrestling. We, we all knew it was coming. Okay, I didn't because I don't pay attention. Oh. But you can say, so this week it happened. What was it? Ding, 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 ding. No. Uh, Chris Jericho returns to Raw. Raw is Jericho. So okay. I actually missed it. Was there a big countdown timer? There was. There's was, there's this whole hype for the last few months with all these little secret codes that were popping up in between shows. Really? And it was all about break the code and figure out what it's all about. So they started with uh, Randy Orton was, was basically, here's a kind of funny thing. They start the show with this like Olympic torch runner running with the torch. And the whole gag was at the end of the show, you know, Randy Orton's beating everybody. So it's time to pass the torch and him be the rightful you know, heir and champion of the WWE, and as the as the runners running from like Miami to Fort Lauderdale or whatever, he starts running in the auditorium, and all of a sudden he gets clotheslined by some mysterious figure <laughs> who's just standing like this from behind, and then Randy Orton's going like, "What's going on?" Lights go out, they start playing the code, and then there's a big countdown, and then it countdowns, and then boom, Jericho's music comes up, and he comes out, and. And uh, it was really, I was getting kind of, you know, I had kind of like little goosebumps a little yeah, bit. Because I was like, yeah, it's good. Mm. But then it kind of fell flat. It kind of like, he came out and everybody's like, Jericho, woo. And then you were kind of waiting for him to kind of, you know, impression. He had and a I couple. I was very interested for a little while. Very, and then I was not so interested. Suddenly lost interest. <laughs> no, um, and then I, <laughs> I went to sleep. Interested. Interested. <laughs> suddenly lost interest. The plot seemed to, I don't know, what's the word, Derek? Climax, and then then <laughs> yeah. I just lost interest. And yeah, but uh, but the thing is, is I don't know how they did rating wise, but it's it's a lot. It's the big talked about thing in, in did sports. Did he do an interview, or are they saving that for next week? No, he did a uh, he did an exclusive online interview, which is on the website www.com. But he did jab with uh, with uh, Randy Orton, and you know basically put him down, and you know did a couple of his trademark little you know catchphrases. Well, I'm sure, you can read Garcia's opinion about this next Thursday, in which he admits that he. Uh, uh, was making mashed potatoes at the time and missed the whole thing. I want to. I want to say you. Di- you didn't see it. You were the only one I think who didn't see Heroes this week. I did not see Heroes this week. But just the uh, best episode. Kicked ever. Ass. Best episode of the season by far. Plenty of good moments for each character. Well, uh, well one of the good watch things was they limited it to three plot lines. Yes, I. And I, that that really focused. See, down. the same thing happened with Countdown. There you go. And Have I, you also noticed though that they're hyping like since the writer section there are no new heroes coming out. They're like hyping it that like three more episodes left, two more, or whatever, two yeah. episodes left until the season finale, you know. And you're like, well, yeah, they, they're cutting like the season in weird parts. Yeah, oh, they, rewrote the the, they rewrote the third episode. No, the they upcoming. didn't. I thought they wrote a capper for it. No, no capper. They did not write a capper. They were asked to. Tim Crean walked out rather oh. than rewrite that cap. Oh, okay. Same thing's happening with Smallville. Not that anyone seems to be paying attention urgently to that. But Small one. Smallville. Uh, and little small, town, a little town. It's small. Little Prairieville, if you will. About small. And apparently, very close to Metropolis, which should be an eastern seaborne town, and yet somewhere in Kansas. Okay. So I got a problem with that. Yeah. Well, I, know, I know Derek hasn't mentioned it, but I did enjoy the way, or Derek hasn't seen the episode, but I'll, I'll try to avoid ruining it for you. Yeah, but okay. I did enjoy the way Isaac Mendes' paintings came into play, particularly yes. the first one with uh, Suresh. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Mohinder. That's his and uh, yeah, I loved. Uh, and the, they were shot for shot. Yeah, right? perfect. Yeah. Did you I've did you get the big reveal? Did you catch on what was going to happen with the big reveal at the end? 
Which okay, I clearly of, of, I of the horn rim classes. The wake up scene. Can yes. we finish this off so I can go home and watch the doggone thing? I, I knew that was coming. You guys up. have me yeah. so excited now. My wife was fooled, but I knew it was. Well, coming. of course she yeah, was. Yeah. But I, no, I, I also like Kirsten Bell's character this week. Oh, and look yeah. for if if you haven't seen it and you're gonna watch it on TiVo, look for cheerleader thighs. That's all I'm gonna say. Is that and uh, the hero plot chicken? was. The hero plot was beautiful. Very well done. Just awesome. Cheerleader thighs. Kudos to George Takai. Absolutely. Oh, yay, George's back. Excellent. He <laughs> <You> just <laughs> ruined it for oh, him. The, uh, the scenes with Parkman and, uh, and, and uh, Petrelli Mom. Yep. And who would have guessed William Shatner would come in and do the cameo to complete the... Okay, I don't no. know. Spe- specifically, her acting How did they get James Dewey? Her acting was dead on. Yeah. Yeah. The don't do this, don't... Yeah. Just the way that she broke down looked nice, Yeah. Too. Yep. It, I think Parkman's plotlines is gonna is gonna get uh, very interesting. He could be. Okay. okay well. <laughs> now that Derek has lathered himself up into a froth, sing <laughs> heroes. I want to watch Go home heroes. and watch it, boy. I want to watch heroes. Bring it home. Take us out of here. If you've got questions, comments, you'd like to have this episode named after you, or the next episode named after you, because this one's already been named after Rob Cordaway, who need not apply any further, please write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. Or you can stop by and talk to the Steve at Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 105. And in 104. And 104. That's right. I like the whole expansion. That's what I'm most thankful for this year, this store. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, we still go there. All right. Anyway, uh, so please, uh, of course, and if you get this before Tuesday, you can enter. We are still giving away a copy of Need for Speed Pro Street from EA Games for for uh, Xbox 360. We'll have some more giveaways coming up in the weeks ahead, so please keep coming back to FanboyPlanet.com. I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I'm Michael Goodson, Bodyguard for the Microphones. I'm Lon Lopez, and I don't know why we're all rushing. I'm Rick Brett Snyder, and I'd like to thank you all for tuning into my podcast. No, thank you. Mm. And remember, (laughs) use your powers only for good, you turkey. (laughs) We're seasonal. Because it's Thanksgiving. I got it. I got it. We're not stupid. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. We never did uh, talk about um, Beowulf, or did we? Not after the fact. We talked about it beforehand. Yeah. We talk about it. Rick enjoyed it. <laughs> I know. Enjoy it. I know. It'd be very strange for us to talk about a movie from a point of having seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I just, I fine. Your review was, it was glowing. Glowing, really? Weren't we glowing afterwards? Yeah, we were. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I liked Enchanted <laughs> quite a bit as well. You like the golden blooms? The scaly one. Yeah, I was okay with that. Beowulf and the quest of the golden <laughs> bosoms. <laughs> the golden globes. Okay. You ready, Big D? Yes. What, <laughs> money back. But what she had to pay to see it, Derek.
You son of a... <laughs> and we're back. Okay, <laughs> you are... You are officially worse than Goodson. <laughs> Any other movies this week, Derek? Right. He's all, I watched the so-and-so match, but then decided to make a can of soup. And I missed the whole half of the show. It was Campbell's hearty chicken noodle. Mm-hmm. For, the re- for the recipe, read the back of the can. And it's good I, eating. I spent an hour combing my beard. That's where... Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what, though? After Thanksgiving, he's going to have a full meal in that thing. So, uh, <laughs> well, we'll all be gathered to be around Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Any tea takes Every year to the soup we gather kitchen. around Chris <laughs> with a comb. With a fanboy planet post-Thanksgiving feast. Ah, Is that a turducken? <laughs> John Madden! <laughs> Don't knock the turducken Boom. until you had one. <laughs> Tough acting <Awesome>. to acting. <laughs> well, there we go. I feel like I'm on a happy note. And hey, if so. if you have any questions, comments, desire to have the episode named after you, Rob Cordaway, need not apply. And Andrew Preston, you've had your moment in the sun. That's right. He didn't even have to write in. Uh, or did he write to you? Anyway, please write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. That's editor at fanboyplanet.com. Or maybe stop by and talk to The Steve here at Elusive Comics and Games 2725, El Camino Real Suite 105 in Santa Clara, California. Yes, that was his hoo-hoo back behind us. Uh, also, if you are listening to this before Tuesday, we do still have a giveaway for uh, the Need for Speed Pro Street Edition for Xbox 360, and we have some more exciting giveaways in the future. Anna's about to render this entire thing useless, and we're going to have to redo it. <laughs> See? There, yeah, there she did it. Okay, so, anyway, if you've got any questions, comments... Wait a minute, Anna, did you have something you needed to say? Of importance? No. Okay. You just... <laughs> All right, wrap it up, buddy. Where do I stop? <laughs> no, you can say... Anyway, so, I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. And Rick's just looking at me. I did that on purpose. I'm waiting to see if she starts unbuttoning Michael. I'm doing something that's exciting to me. I like that you all watch. You all know that you all know that I don't have I this didn't. much. I don't have this much time at the end for outtakes. I didn't I'm even. To, I didn't even know. Not what she was doing. All right, he's trying to take us out of here. Get away. Video, this don't interrupt. I know.